Warning, this podcast will be talking about movies. We have opinions. Our opinions are right. We are professionals. But if you disagree with us, that's great. We just don't want to hear about it. And if you don't think we're going to cuss, you're a fucking idiot. Also, we're going to get things wrong. We guarantee it. We're trying our best, but who has time for research? Again, we don't want to hear about it. Finally, there will be spoilers. We're going to talk about the movie in depth. You have been warned. Love. TV and a movie. Well, well, well. If it isn't our fans here at TV and a movie, I'm Troy the dad. I'm Virginia the daughter. And we are here for such an auspicious occasion. Do you know why? Auspicious. Do you know what auspicious means? Sir, why? Auspicious means grand, glorious. Hmm. We have our first non-co-host. We didn't forget about you, Kelly. Our first guest guest. Our first guest guest? Yes. And he's going to talk about the movie with us. And his name is... Ryan Martell! Mwah, 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 mwah! Air horn, air horn, air horn! <laughs> right? Sure. But anyway, he got to pick the movie, which is great because that's less thinking on our part. And he picked 1974's... Death Wish! It's kind of like our movie. But we just wish we were dead. We don't have a death wish towards anybody. Right. But I hope you enjoy. Ryan is an amazing person. He is a rapper. He's a movie star. He's a podcaster. He's, He's like a rock star. He is a rock star. <laughs> and I don't know what you were singing, but it's true. He, he's a runner. He's a track star. I don't know what that is. All right. I'll, apparently, I will have to go to Shazam later. And look that up. But meanwhile, we'll be right back after the trailer to talk to Ryan. Woo! Cue that trailer. Pew, pew. This is Paul Kersey. This is the story of a man who decided to clean up the most violent town in the world. I said, turn around. Give me the money. He begins where all the super cops leave off. Wow, that sounds intense. You betcha. (laughs) Okay, we are going to have to bring some help in because we can't handle a movie of this magnitude. So we're bringing in Rapper Supreme, Martell the God. We are bringing in podcast host of Martell's Movie Madness. We are bringing in movie star, writer, director, editor. No. No, didn't edit it. But the big three. Yeah. And then you're whatever his co- your co-star is. Yeah. We're not here to talk about him, though. But no. He, he gets enough attention. It's okay. Yeah. This is your time to shine. I mean, the show's called Martell's Movie Madness, but he does all the talking. I'm just, I just kind of make jokes and go, uh. <laughs> but Martell's Movie Madness, yeah. the movie. Oh yeah, that's that's definitely my baby. That's the shit. I saw it we premiered. Co- we co-wrote, co-directed, and co-starred in it. Okay. It was a lot of fun. That's nice that you throw some uh, accolades his way. Yeah. I mean, he did a lot more work. I mean, he edited the whole thing and then scored it, so 
uh, he did more for it. It's more his movie than it is mine, but we okay. we did we did about fifty fifty on the writing. So and uh, I'll hundred percent take credit for that. And I'm just giving him a hard time. I know it was a labor yeah. of love for both of you. But anyway, Ryan Martell is here. Yes. <laughs> the crowd goes wild. The crowd goes mild. <laughs> That's not true. You've done more than either of us ever will. Well, so. yeah, but just because I do something doesn't mean that it's like great or anything. Because like, yeah, I've got two albums, three EPs, a movie on Trauma Now. I've got a, a featured role in a, a movie called Bad Girls, which you can watch at badgirlsmovie.com. But like, if nobody hears my albums, if nobody sees my movies, then did it really even matter? That's fair. Well, you need to be like us, <laughs> where we do this podcast and nobody gives a fuck, but we think we oh, say yeah. we're fucking awesome. I've got like you. six. I've got like six listeners on my podcast, but it's okay. We love them all. That's right, and we love yeah. your listeners. Um, hopefully, some of them will listen and they'll love us. We know they'll love you. Yeah, but we are here. Not to stroke each other's dicks, right, Virginia? Mm-hmm. We could, though. We could keep doing that. That would we be could. fine with me. We could. We'll just do an hour of us. I could milk an episode, an hour episode <laughs> out of that. And then when I was stroke my seven. Ego. <laughs> but we're here to talk about 1974's Death Wish. What are your Spe- immediate speaking thoughts? Speaking of when you were seven. That's right. Holy um, mackerel. I was five when this came out. Oh, wow. My parents took I, me to the drive-in. No, I'm kidding. I don't even know. Uh, okay, so 70, what did you say it was? 74? 74. Okay, so I think my dad would have been about five at that wow. time. So, yeah. You can I was say not the even same a, thing. I wasn't even a thought at that point. I was about to say the same thing. See? <laughs> if you were... Around at this time, Virginia, is this a movie you would have seen? No. No. What would you have seen? Do you even know a movie from the 70s? Jaws. Jaws, your favorite. That's the same year, too, right? 74? I thought it was 76, but again, we don't fact It could be 76. We don't know. I don't know. We're going to be having Jaws again soon. We're going to win Virginia over this time. Oh, she's already making that face. But Virginia... She didn't like Jaws? Virginia is not a fan of 70s movie pacing and how it kind of plods. You know, she's a youth who's like, she can handle TikToks. If Jaws was a TikTok. Uh, okay. I'm kidding. <laughs> da 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 da. The end. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to be watching it again soon. We're going to win her over. So, but this kind of suffers from, not suffers, but it's kind of the same thing. Like in today's world. This movie would probably be half an hour long. Oh yeah, maybe it's a, forty minutes. It's definitely a slower one for for sure, especially for an exploitation movie, right? Mm-hmm. All right, let's dig in. How do we open, Virginia? Hawaii, Hawaii, <laughs> beach, ocean, pink one piece. Hope Lang is looking pretty hot here. Spicy, spicy. Yes. She thinks definite- she's. Yes. A definite MILF. For yes. Sure. Absolutely. She thinks she's fat. She has prime 70s body. That, that's what she said. Charles Bronson's like, nah. 
That's right. He's like, let's get it. <laughs> he wanted to. He wanted to do it right on the beach. That's right. Ugh. Sex on she the was... beach. Great drink. Nasty concept, though. Yeah, it doesn't sound fun. No, sand all. Like over. I could just imagine getting sand inside of a crevice, Ugh. and it would just not be nice. Have you thought of that, Virginia? <laughs> no. Okay. Don't do it. Unless you like sand in crevices, I guess. Ew. Ew. Yeah. No. No sand in crevices. Okay. Here's my first observation is Charles Bronson looks like he has pork chops on his face. He just has (laughs) all the roles. He's lived every year of his age. Kind of looks like a beaver. Like a beaver? Yeah. I can see that. He's kind of got, he's got jowls for days. That's for sure. There's probably a lot of scar tissue on that face because he was a boxer. Was he? I didn't know that. Yeah, before he was an actor, he was a boxer. Oh, so that mm-hmm. kind of explains a lot as to having a, I don't want to say unusual, but a rough face. A face yeah, that's he, seen a lot. Yeah, he definitely wasn't like your your typical Hollywood movie star, right. handsome guy in the face. Like, he, had a, he was jacked, mm-hmm. especially in his early years. Yeah. He was super swole, but face was a little uh a little different did he box while he acted because you look at him from like magnificent seven was he in that um his movies his movies from the mid 60s he looks a little more yeah he may have been he may have been boxing during his early uh early career i'm not a historian i'm not a charles bronson historian okay uh but a guy you should talk to if you're interested in uh Charles Bronson history or check out his books is a uh, Paul Talbot. He's a certified Charles Bronson expert. He's been like, he's literally written multiple books about Charles Bronson and been on the commentary track for uh, Charles Bronson movies. That's how versed he is in the history of Charles Bronson. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, yeah, that's I, just any good... chance I get, any chance I get to talk about it, I will, because he was in the movie Bad Girls with me. So, oh, he's a he's a really cool dude. Wow. Well, we're gonna yeah. go talk to him. Thanks for joining us. No, 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 no. <laughs> this movie has a wild pedigree, though, because Dino De Laurentiis produced it before he sold it off to Canon. Um, so many obscure people, of which we'll get to later. But um, but right away, we're in Hawaii, and it's pretty, and then we cut to the red screen and the evil music. You know we're in for it. What did you think, Virginia? Oh, it was really pretty, and then it was like, ew. That <laughs> shit looks like the end of a cigarette. It's all, it's all brown and drab and dirty when they cut back to the city. I saw someone posted about how when... Media thinks of the 80s, it's all like day glow and workout gear, but you never really see how brown the 80s was. Yeah. It wasn't that vibrant all the time. But we get Herbie Hancock's score, who I know from Rocket from the 80s, but very accomplished jazz musician. Oh, yeah. Huge range here. So we cut to a lot of jarring cuts. Like, we're all over the map in New York. And then it's bedtime. 
and then it's cuddles and then old school printer. So he's in the office and he's talking about there's 15 murders and 21 the next. And we're setting up how things are gone to hell. And they're talking about how poor people um, need to be put into concentration camps. Yeah. Um, Charles Bronson's, what's his name in the movie? Paul Kersey. Paul Kersey, thank you. Um, he's described as a bleeding heart liberal, and his boss is just like taking him to task. But at this point, Charles Bronson is an optimist. Things aren't that bad. And then um, he compares it to a war zone. He's giving all the criminal rate statistics and how people can't afford to pay taxes for more police. Does this sound familiar? No. No? This doesn't mirror anything <laughs> from today? Not it is. Yet. It is strangely still relevant. A right? A lot of this stuff. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. It's so crazy. We'll definitely be getting to that. I screamed at Virginia to pause the movie at one point because... Except well, we, we definitely need less police. <laughs> that's true. That's true. I mean, statistics show that the less police, the better the crime rates. Mm. So we can go into that later. I'll, I'll have to give some uh, some hardcore statistical data. But um, So we cut to the grocery store. And we see the bad boys. Bad boys, bad boys. What you gonna do? <laughs> Except it's not like a nice uh, reggae song. We see Jeff Goldblum and others. By the way. Yes. He had legs for days. Oh my God, he was cute. Really? <laughs> you don't think so? No, but I know a lot of people think he's definitely a daddy. He gets a yeah. lot of love. I don't see it, but he, definitely mean, okay daddy. Now, yeah, I don't. Legs. I don't think he's cute here, but as he got older, he definitely got way handsomer. He grew into that face. This yeah. is still him as young. Jurassic Park, Jeff Goldblum, though. Yeah, that's fucking amazing. I'm comparing him to the two other boys he was with because those guys looked ugly as fuck. That's fair. That's yeah, fair. those guys are rugged as hell. <laughs> He's wearing a Jughead hat. That's always cool. And then they're harassing security. They can't be stopped. What can no, you there's do? No, there's no stopping them. No containing the, the 70s street thugs. And then you see a nice innocent time of just having an address on a bag saying, hey, deliver that. I mean, it's wild. Mm-hmm. But things I love are things like seeing the old school brands like Mr. Salty. That's my jam. To see stuff like food before you were born yet. <laughs> so then they stalk her. And then there's nuns for some reason. And then we go to the apartment. We were unsure at first, but that's the wife and the daughter. And... Some of that apartment design stuff. That was fucking weird. That's the 70s, though. A lot of... What would you call it? Pop deco? Art deco? I, I don't know what to call it, honestly. <laughs> disgusting. So, disgusting? That's kind of harsh. It's very Ugly. kitsch. It is very kitsch. 
for sure. And then uh, we see, what do we call them? The bad boys? The gang? Delinquents. Delinquents. They are going up a freight elevator, up a stairwell, while Hope Lang's going through Halloween souvenir. Halloween. That would be cool. (laughs) Hawaiian souvenirs with her daughter. And then the bad boys knock on the door and they pose as grocery delivery people. And then they bum rush the door, they spray paint the walls, Mm -hmm. and then they look for the purse and then it just gets wild. Um, They want money or violence and they call her a rich cunt Mm -hmm. and graphic rape. This is like, oh yeah, prime seventies, out there, holding no, pulling no punches. Not not quite as graphic as I spit on your grave. No, but up there for sure. It it, it may be even more unsettling because of how the mother is also there being like held violently forced to watch. Right. And the, just uh, the depravity, the spray paint on the ass. That was just unnecessary. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it would nor- it normally, it would like be forgivable, but like in this movie, we kind of get that. Uh, we don't get that satisfaction of revenge. Like a lot of people think this is a revenge movie, but he never actually gets revenge. But we'll get there. That's a that's a spoiler. Yes, we'll definitely get there. Virginia has opinions. I actually turned to you and I said, "Are you doing okay?" Because, and she was like, "Oh no, this is cool." She was down. I was not. Oh my god. She, but she was doing okay. But yeah, it's like, oof, that's oh, not yeah, a great scene to be watching violent. with your daughter. So, um, and yeah, then they beat up Hope Lang, hit her with a blackjack. Tearing daughter's clothes, and um, and that's it. You get to see Jeff Goldblum's ass. Was that a nice ass? <laughs> no, no. Because what he was doing, ew. Thank you. That was the correct answer. So you have to, um, separa- you have to separate the ass from the art. That's right. If he was just standing there. <laughs> oh, if he was just standing there, yeah. Oh, um, gross. <laughs> Uh, no, in that situation. That's no. fair. That's a very good point. I, in my head, I was separating, but I, I always hate it when uh, nudity in movies is in a horrible uh, circumstance. Like yes. if it's good, if it's good nudity and it's in a horrible circumstance, you almost hate like appreciating the fact that they have a great body because, like, oh my god, this is awful. <laughs> yes, it is a movie though, so you have that comfort in taking the fact that it's not real. Yes, you this know. is very true. Mom's crawling towards the phone. Boom. They hit her with a blackjack. Something like that. Or they just kick her. They kick her. They run. They realize it's bad. And that was pretty pretty dire. Yeah, her death was pretty... Okay, she's dead. End of story. <laughs> right? Yeah, it kind of comes out of nowhere because you're... How yeah. often does the female protagonist, like, what, we're, like, ten minutes in? This is the fastest part of the movie. It goes downhill from here. 
She doesn't like things like character development and... Yeah, uh, you have to see him grow into the vengeance-seeking maniac that he becomes. See? He can't just wake up the next day and go kill people. Well, he could, but... I mean, he could, yeah, but he's got to be... In this situation, he's a decent person. He just yes. needs to... He, he gets pushed too far. Yes, absolutely. So, um, the son-in-law calls the... What's his name? I Honestly, I don't even want to know his name. He can just be called Pussy Ass Bitch for the rest of this <laughs> podcast. I didn't even write it. I literally just wrote it down as son-in-law because I don't want to acknowledge him. He is He is such a, a fucking just a... Uh, Sniveling. What do you even say about that guy? I'm going to look up his name because yes. it's killing me now. But he's controlling but also milk toast. I feel like his name was Joshua. I could be wrong. His, his name was Jack. You're close. Jack yeah, Toby. Jack Toby? Yeah. Okay. That's the character's name. No, the I actor figured. is The actor is Stephen Keats. Stephen Keats, you did a great job of being a pussy. Ass bitch. Yeah, he, he plays the bitch ass role very, uh, very well. Yes. So Paul storms in and he's like, what happened? And this is when you start to get the, um, you start to get hit, like start to hit the brick walls, kind of see the flaws in the system. Because he wants answers and the cops like, reach out. You've got so many people in the hospital. And, you know, there's a bloody man in the hospital ward. So it's already like an overwhelming situation. And um, what's his name? Jack or whatever the fuck. He was like. Yeah, yeah, well, um, okay. I don't know if he was like that. <laughs> I don't know if he was that down. You think so? Yeah, well, you well, have the... She's hurt, but, uh, yeah, no. okay. <laughs> That's fair. You have the contrast of uh, Paul Kersey's kind of uh, frantic entitlement to know what's going on, and then the, the uh, son-in-law's passive acceptance of it, you know? Right. So it kind of a uh, kind of a nice show how different people will will uh, react to things. And um, yeah, and Paul's a mess. Obviously, everything's falling yeah. apart. Everything he's not. I mean, that's the love answers. of his life, right? Exactly, yeah. and you can tell that just from the little bit of the film. Um, so we go to the funeral, and you can tell right away that there's something wrong with the daughter, Carol. Carol. Yeah, she is like PTSD Poor Carol. hard. Yeah. She looks kind of zoned, zoned out. I wrote that at the time she looked brain damaged and for lack of a better term and that's kind of what has happened. She definitely has some kind of mental disorder going on. And then we cut to more red tape because Paul goes to the police station and he wants to talk to the officer on the scene there's somebody upset in the lobby. They take him to the detective. The store is being vague with not remembering things. And then Paul's just like, well, what the fuck do I do? I want revenge. I want justice to win out. And he quickly is learning that justice isn't always a snap of your fingers easy to accomplish. Because even... Like, the store's like, oh, I know there's three characters, but that's all I know. And then the son-in-law 
he asked um, them to wait a few days before looking. And he's just like, oh, what can you do? So we cut to, like, the husband walking in on, uh, the son-in-law walking in on the daughter, and she shrieks. And there's just, it's just a mess. Like, the, all these relationships are shattered because of this event, as they d- they are, they do. That's what would yeah. happen. Oh, yeah, I remember that part now. Yes. Well, then it cuts to Paul's in his own apartment. How could he stay there? That's weird. Um, and he's, uh, looking out the window and he's watching, uh, these men steal a car. He's starting to see all the criminal acts and honing in on all the problems and all the dirt that's going on. Virginia. Dad. Are you a fan of our podcast? Mm-hmm. Are you a fan of other cool people and their podcasts. Of course. Well, if you could name a cool podcast at random, what podcast comes to your mind? Well, the one and only Camp Creep Podcast. Oh my god, I know that one. Is that the one where Tish and Lauren, they are camp counselors, and they go on a journey through all things spooky? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, okay. I thought you were talking about another Camp Creep, but we're on the same page, because that's the one I know. Tish and Lauren. They're horror enthusiasts. They're multimedia masterminds. They're burlesque dancers, which surprisingly on this show comes up a lot given the subject matter. So they are doing reviews of... Anthology Horror. And they just, literally just started, just started season two. Are you hearing me? Huh? They just started season two of Tales from the Crypt. Tales from the Crypt? Yes. You did hear me. Okay. Okay, so... Making sure I heard you right. You did. I'm so proud of you. That's like the greatest thing you've ever done. But speaking of great things, Tish and Lauren have self-professed campy content. Did you get that? Campy? You know, because it's campy like camp, but it's campy like cheese. Okay. Well, what kind of things do they have on the shows? Deep cuts. Oh, cuts. Ooh, those are scary. Cast history. Where have all these people been as far as other roles and other things that they have been in? And, on top of that, they're social justice superstars. Listen, this show's from the 80s. There's a lot of dumb bullshit that, surprisingly, guys are doing. And they're here to set you straight and so that you know how to act in the 2020s. That's the year, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, good. I was track. But anyway, you can find Camp Creep on... Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So just search for Camp Creep Podcast, you dingus. Also, you can go to their webpage... At CampCreepPodcast.com. Boom. There are the episodes. You can also find them on... Apple Podcasts. And so many feeds, I can't even list them all. They're probably on, like, podcast.russia.funnyhorror.com. That's how widespread they are. You could throw a rock and you could find their podcast. So, tell them, TV Movie sent you, and then they'll say, ew. But then, they'll say, oh, well, thanks for listening, though. So, Camp Creek Podcast, check it out. We love it. Because he comes back and he he throws the quarters in the sock and goes out. And uh, somebody tries to mug him, and he socks him with the quarters. 
And he comes yes. back to the house and he's all fucking adrenalized and shit. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely right. I mean, not a lot goes on in Arizona, but the, the the bit that does go on is like his associate for business or whatever is like talking to him about how, you know, we used to protect what was ours. We used to protect our people and our own and everything. And like kind of just giving him that whole right wing spiel that, that, that goes, it goes, people try to regurgitate today, but for the wrong reasons. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and he, when he gets back from Arizona, he finds that he's, he's been gifted a, uh, revolver. Right. By our good guy. What's his name? Uh, Ames. Ames. Yes. Ames Jane Hill. He was a piece of work. He but was something. He was for sure. definitely a, um, Paul works as an architect, some kind of like kind of city planner. Yeah. And, something like that. He works for a development company. Yes. And they send him out on a work vacation to kind of get him away because they can tell he's a little off. And, um, yes, so he gets that gun. He's back. He's hearing about... He talks with Ames when they're at the shooting gallery and he learns that a gun is just the tool. All these knee-jerk liberals and uh, extension of penises and (laughs) guns make you feel safe. But Paul picks up the gun. He's like a natural. He's like hitting bullseyes right away. Yeah, because he reveals he was in the military. Yes. He's a conscientious objector. Yes. His dad was killed in a hunting accident. So, yes, so he has that gun. He comes back. The daughter's in the hospital. The son-in-law didn't tell Paul. And um, so they're giving her electroshock therapy. They say she has dementia and a schizoid personality. I mean, yes. How crazy, how crazy is it that people used to actually think that shocking, electroshocking someone on their temples would cure uh, mental illness and other various uh, mental issues? Well, I think how wild is that? Right. I think on their end it worked because, well, now they're calmer. Because yeah, we just no. ran electricity through their head. It definitely fixed the, 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 the outside world's problem, but it didn't fix the person's problem. That, that's a little too controversial for this podcast. Oh. They aren't ready to hear that yet. Sorry, we're not here to talk about outdated medical procedures. I mean, I'm not saying that I, I definitely disagree with it, but I've, that's like the, uh, the thought process of how, it wor- how people thought it worked you know, was... That, oh, it's not a problem for me anymore, so it's not a problem for them. Right. Like, that's the whole mentality behind the that treatment being effective. You don't need to worry about Virginia. She's... Yeah. I did, I did feel like I should explain myself, because it did kind of come across at first a little more like, yeah, I get it. <laughs> but I... no, I don't get it. I just... I, 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 that's the main... That's the mindset I believe someone would have. I promise you she was joking. <laughs> right? Well, I can't afford to get canceled. I'm already getting fucking zucked every couple of days, so... No canceling. I'm 30 days banned right now for saying stab them all. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Remember? What? No white comment. Never mind. Oh, Virginia's trying to get banned on Facebook. Oh, I got I got another I got a thirty day ban a couple months ago for saying white trash and I was calling myself white trash. Oh, Zuckerberg. 
Oh boy. So um he's got he's got his gun. He starts walking around the neighborhood all skittish. And um somebody just starts following him. Which is creepy and you're almost like is Paul overreacting, but he's not as he's not multiple times in this movie. Because uh the person goes to chase him and pulls the gun and then Paul has his gun ready and just shoots him and then runs away. And then he's feeling that adrenal rush. He's like kind of in between I'm uh, helping out the crime rate, but I'm also getting a thrill out of this. Yeah, he definitely starts to get some sort of odd satisfaction from it. Yes. which I mean, again, that, that could play into his whole revenge ideology, I guess. Yes. He doesn't have, there's no actual revenge, but he does feel, I guess, vindicated is the right. word I'm looking for by doing these things. Right. And it's very, um, it, he's doing good. Yes. But also it's like, he's feeling the thrill and also, you know, he's violating justice, which as we discover, the police are more concerned about this than the run of the mill crime. Yeah. The, the the he he's out there trying to eliminate the symptom, but not the not the illness. Right. So it's like petty crime uh, is getting capital punishment. Here. Yes. But he's you know, also seeing it as the system is broken. Nobody's doing anything about anything. Yeah. So I'm doing this, even though obviously it's too much. Mm. So we cut to. Another person being mugged, and they approach Paul with a crowbar and a gun. Boom, he shoots them. And there's another investigation, but the victim can't remember. And the uh, the cops think the victim is lying, and they just flatter, like, you're lying, you know who he is. Oh, that guy was, he was definitely just not snitching. Right. He had no, he was like, I am not telling on this dude that just saved my fucking life. Right. So, yeah, that was... I give that guy props for that. Absolutely. <laughs> Snitches get stitches. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we don't tell. Would you tell on me? Yeah, I know you I would. wouldn't have to tell on you. You'd get caught all on your own. <laughs> I probably would. I'd be like, I'm so sorry. Oh, man. I wouldn't even start. I'd be like, just take my money. End of movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so then, after the already two mugging situations, um, they start to profile what he might look like, mm-hmm. what he might do, where he might live. Um, I made a comment. I think I had to pause it to actually be like, I feel like I'm watching Criminal Minds. It did get very law and order at that part, for mm-hmm. sure. Very procedural. Yes. Yeah, definitely. Um, you've also got another mugging attempt after the police get together to figure out what to do. So there's three mugging attempts and one attempt on somebody else. Paul's killed them all. He's basically like running around looking for the criminals. I mean, he's actually trying to get mugged. So he can shoot them. He yeah. is not. He's going out. He's baiting people for sure. You don't think so? Nuh-uh. I think not in this next situation. Okay, he's what's the next situation? 
uh, the two muggers come up to him and pull a knife and rip his fucking newspaper like, fuck that oh, newspaper. On the, on, the, on the subway, yeah. Yeah. But you don't think he wasn't sitting there on person knowing something oh, yeah. like that would probably be happen? No. He, he was definitely waiting on that. Like, he had his gun ready. He had his newspaper ready. He knew that was going to happen. That's He was just out there waiting for it to come to fruition. That's what oh. I think. Well, I didn't get that. That's fair. Movies are open for interpretation, even when you're wrong. Maybe that would be for interpretation. That's it. Stop it. I'm calling Paul Kersey on you. Uh-huh. Please let him kill me. <sighs> so then we get to the press conference. The press is like, what's going on? We're seeing international coverage. Before, there's no social media, so we're seeing magazine covers, newspapers, billboards, all focusing on this. And the crowd is titillated by this. You're starting to hear debates, you know. The, but the police are like, murder is no answer in the name of law and order. And they beg him. They beseech him to turn himself in. But the kind of the insinuation is that it's the police's job to murder. Yeah, obviously it's the police's job to murder. That's right. Sorry for that hot take. Ooh. We're down. <laughs> we totally side with you. So, um... The police, meanwhile, are actually doing some detective work now because they, fi- they find yeah, the finally. Gro- yeah <laughs> they find the grocery receipt and they're like, okay, follow up on this, follow up on tragedies, follow up on customers, and um, then we get to the apartment. Um, Paul's acting like he's fine. There's loud music. There's dinner. D- liver and spaghetti. Yeah. What do you think about that, Ryan? Does that sound good? Sounds amazing. Oh my god. What, you don't like spaghetti? Uh, no. (laughs) Wait, do you like mix the liver and spaghetti together? I think spaghetti is like the side dish. Yeah, I think the spaghetti is beside the liver. Fuck. Oh, I guess that's fair, because he asked how he wanted it cooked, and he was like, medium rare. Cut a right. little piece of the, the yeah. liver and you swirl a little spaghetti around. Yeah. We're going to have that. I'm going to fix some liver afterwards. I'm going to vomit. That sounds disgusting. So Paul's roaming around again. He's stalking. He encounters the... Pussy Posse. That's right. But he doesn't care about the ladies because he's looking for an action of a different kind. Um, so he goes down to the subway, and for, then he get, yes. mind you mugged for the fourth time. The fourth time. That's where you have to be like, oh, he's asking for it. Sounds bad, but he is like <laughs> actually looking. He's not asking oh, he's, for this. He is. He is specifically searching for it. So. Yes, one thousand percent. You think this yeah. is ridiculous? He's getting mugged again, but. I also, guess. it was in the 70s, so you know, there's I'm sure there was more crime in New York City, not that there's none now, but I guess it did seem like this time it more so he was looking for it, but I still stand that the last time he wasn't. That's fair. We will accept your opinion. I don't think it's fair at all. I think it's it's very obtuse to say that. Huh. And we should uh <laughs> we should just move along. You know what? TR in a movie has Bye. a nice, has a nice, uh, nice Bye, ring bitches. to it. <laughs> I'm out. 
Thank okay. you for taking my spot. But he would be too nice to me, and then it wouldn't be funny. Oh. We Wait, gotta... you're saying we're funny All right, currently? That's fair. I'm stretching it. But um, you can tell Paul's getting off on it at this point. He's just loving shooting the bad guys. Yeah, it's definitely become like a sort of a game to him, almost. But, um, so it happens again. One gets away, and he escapes, but this time he gets stabbed. Well, Big time. Cut. Well, I don't know. There's a lot of blood. It just looked, when he was taking his shirt off, really long. Well, and also that was 70s blood. It wasn't like the best. Oh, what? Really? You mean blood is bright red and it just lays on top of your clothes and doesn't soak in? <laughs> Crazy. Yeah. Well, that's how it was in the 70s. And then oh, yeah, there was. That's, not, that's just how blood was in the 70s. It yeah. was all the drugs. Oh. In the 60s, it was like uh, Herschel Gordon Lewis and it was like a bright red paint. It was like Kool Aid. <laughs> yeah. So, but now blood is the way it is in movies and like it's, in real it's life computer generated now yeah that's true so which um is, which is bullshit don't do that if you, make a movie, <laughs> if you make movies do not use digital blood i will come find you and hurt you but i should also say <laughs> don't use real blood all right you could use real blood just not human blood okay that's fair that's actually a good never mind actually never mind i don't want to get uh canceled <laughs> by all the vegans <laughs> So don't use any real blood. You can use blood from an animal that passed away from natural causes. And yeah. then Volu- you can use volunteer blood. Any, yes. Anybody who volunteers to give blood yes. to, to your movie, then you can. So they, um, the police confront the mugger in surgery and he's like, I cut that motherfucker. So now they know that they're looking for somebody with a knife wound they find the bullet. Now they're starting to zero in on the ballistics match. Meanwhile, we're starting to uh, hear these new attitudes, attitudes towards crime. We got more people fighting back because you got the woman who stabbed somebody with a hat pin. And oh yeah, got- and the construction guy is beating down that guy. It's funny. Yes, and so you're hearing funny. how the stats. Are lowered. They also have narrowed down their search for 14 suspects. And here's the part where I had to have you pause because we cut to a party and all the vigilante buzz. And you hear the first racist say, you know, he, uh, Paul Kersey, the vigilante, he must be racist because he's uh, killing more blacks than whites. But then as a rebuttal, the person next to him says, well, more blacks are muggers than white people. And you're like, holy shit, this is like now. <laughs> that blew my mind. And it's like, you know, people at this party are like, well, that's how it is. I'm glad you wrote all that down because all I wrote was racist. You know what? <laughs> that's true, though. That works. Yeah. Don't even have to say the scene just racist. That's right. So, um, they're zeroing in on Kersey after his statement. And they're like, at first they're like, well, he's a conscientious objector. So how could he be a vigilante? He's not violent. But then they start to follow him. And then 
This blew my mind. The cop, the cop's like going off the book right now. He brings a locksmith to open the door so he can just root through the apartment. Wait, a cop did something illegal? I know, right? Huh? And it and it blew your mind? I know. But that's wild even for the for like nowadays. I don't know. The seventies though? Yeah, you're right. They didn't have yeah. any rules back then. And you're right. I'm just they were probably just doing being, whatever the hell they wanted to. I'm being too idealistic. Yeah. But to be fair, in media world, that's not something you often see. Oh yeah. The cops sure. are usually pure angels. So the fact that this cop's like, fuck it, I'm gonna do whatever I want to catch this guy. I I I know, quote unquote, that it's him. So I'm not fucking around. So he's rooting through the apartment. He finds all the wound cleanup. He sees all the vigilante news all over the table because Paul Kersey's like, what, making a scrapbook? <laughs> Again, he's getting off on this. You said he's not fucking around, but I think he is fucking around. I think he fucked around and he found out. Oh. That's what, that's what he did. That's true. That's detective did. He fucked around and found out. So, this detective, this sergeant, he goes to the DA and the commissioner, and he's like, "Well, here's all the stuff I found. I don't know if he. I don't think he mentions is that it's horribly illegal how he found it. <laughs> but they're like, no, no, no. We don't want to arrest him because stats are great. So, um, you know, let's just keep things as they are. We don't want to martyr." So they just want to scare him off. So what next? Um, Paul's walking down the street and he gets stopped uh, by the police and just to pat him down. And then they're like, oh, um, I don't quite remember what they said. But essentially they were like, oh, we didn't mean it, but you can file a complaint if you want. That's them scaring him. They're basically like, oh, you know, the police gave you a hard time, but wink, you didn't do anything. So it's kind of like giving him a hint, like, we're on to you. Quit mm. doing this. So they continue to stake him out, and Paul just sneaks out the back door. Mm-hmm. So, so much for that stakeout, I guess. Yeah. Worst, worst stakeout ever. And then they didn't, they didn't cover the back. You always cover the back. Right. Exactly. And then the cops are calling numbers from pay phones. You know what a pay phone is? Yes. You love when how, how much does it cost yeah. to, to make a phone cents. call? Was it 25 cents? It might have even been a dime then. It was probably a dime then. But yeah, when we were in the 90s, I guess I should say, because I don't know how old uh, Virginia is. But in the 90s, they cost about 25, 35 cents a minute. I'm only 12. I'm a child. <laughs> um. unless, unless you dialed 1-800-COLLECT, then it costs the other person money. You remember? You don't know, remember those days when calling collect was a huge deal. There was a big uh, commercial yes. campaign to call collect. call att That's right. 10-10-220, uh, all those... Silly collect call numbers. If you ever call me collect, I'm not taking it. <clears throat> but we don't have to do that because now they're cell phones. Yeah. So, no. The only re the only reason you call anybody collect now is if you're locked up. That's true. So so 
But don't get yeah. locked up because your dad's not answering your call. I was just gonna well, say to when you call me. Fair. I can't even call you because I don't even remember your number. Oh fuck. <laughs> we just went into that. She knows three numbers. Oh, None of them are mine. One I of them know. are hers. You don't need to know your number. Yeah, I know two numbers, my own and my grandmother's. And that's because she's had the same number since uh, I was born. So See? probably you before and, I was born. You and Virginia are like two peas in a pod here. Uh, I can't tell you how annoying it is to be at work, ask for someone's phone number for the rewards, and then just be like, I don't know my phone number. I don't call myself like... How do you not know your phone number? You gotta know your phone, your own phone number. Yeah, I mean, it, it, <laughs> <laughs> we stumped you. Anything you sign up for in this world, like any streaming service, any uh, email, whatever you got, you have to put in a fucking phone number. How do you not remember your own phone number? It's oldies, man. Just get rid of them. Hey, what? how old? Like, when's the cutoff? You're one of the good ones, Troy. 55. So I'm not there yet. <laughs> Close. Close. That's when you're going to put me in assisted living. That's been yeah. discussed. Well, Save up your money. Fair, 55 is the cutoff for most assisted and or independent living. So you're welcome. I can't wait. That's the dream. So he crashes his building. There's like this weird ass Halloween party. Well, isn't... The building, his place of work? Yes, but where he's, like, escaping the cops by wandering through this random Halloween party with these people in costumes. Uh-huh. I didn't get it. I don't know. But, yes, he goes to the office to get the gun, which he had hiding. Um, but then somehow, the sergeant knows to go to the office. I don't know why he thought that's the place Paul would go. The security guard is a fucking snitch. Oh, that doorman. He fucking sucks. Mm-hmm. But uh, three more muggers. Fifth time. One of whom is Lawrence Hilton Jacobs from Welcome Back, Cotter. Remember that show, Virginia? No. <laughs> Ryan does. Which one was he on there? He was Freddie Boom Boom Washington, one of the sweat hogs. Okay, I don't think I know... Which there was, one you're talking about? Okay, but this is important. we got to take an intermission here. <laughs> there was Barbarino. That's John Travolta. There was Horshack. That was Ron Palillo, R.I.P. Yeah, I, I, reckon, I know Horshack. I remember him from uh, Friday the 13th, Part 6. Oh, that's right. I forget he's in yeah. that because he uh, yeah. dug up Jason. Yeah, and he's in a few other things that I recognize him from, too. And Celebrity Boxing. Which is always awesome. Yes. <laughs> um, Juan Epstein... The Puerto Rican Jew was played by Robert Hedges, R.I.P. And then Lawrence Hilton Jacobs was Freddie Boom Boom Washington, who told poems and played basketball. You know, your 70s stereotypical black person things. Okay. But Paul shoots two of them. One gets away, and then there's the chase. And I'm like, is he a teleporter? Yeah. Because... He's chasing, and then all of a sudden, the bad guy's there, and Paul just appears. Boom. Well, Paul gets shot. Did you mention that? Paul gets shot. So he's kind of stumbling. And then every single policeman and woman in, like, the Tri-County area 
<laughs> descends upon the scene. That's where you see a little glimpse of Christopher Guest. Front build, last build, as the cop who kind of helps provide the alibi. So they basically are like, I don't know why at this point, but they're basically like hiding Kersey's gun. Um, the sergeant goes into Paul Kersey's room and he's like, they're giving him a transfusion and he's like, shows the gun and he's like, you might want to transfer to another office. He's giving him a chance because he's following um, his uh, boss's orders to not arrest him. But it's, yeah, but he's got him dead to rights. He's, I don't know, he's giving him the benefit of the doubt. I don't know. He just wants him to go to Chicago and do the same thing. That's right. Um, As you said, off air, that's an amazing ending because then all of a sudden... Yes. He gets sent away to Chicago. Obviously, where you want to send a vigilante. Yeah, for sure. That's the that's top of the list for sure. For people for if you don't want somebody to be a vigilante anymore, send them to Chicago. And I know they don't know, but obviously now in New York they're still claiming the vigilantes out there. They're using this as an opportunity to keep crime down. But in in uh, Paul sent to Chicago, where we see the Sears Tower, the real name of the building, the only name of the building. Thank you. And um, he's in U- Union Station, and surprise, there's quote unquote thugs, and Paul gives him ruffians. a look. Ruffians. Ruffians. That's even better. I, they're ruffians, and Paul gives a knowing look, and he shoots him with a finger gun. So we know he's back, baby. Greatest fucking end scene of all time. That's up there. For sure. It's it's top five at least. Yes. For sure. So that is Death Wish. Thank you for joining us on that ride. Um we are going to cut to our one of our favorite segments. Fun facts. Way too early. Oh. Let's try that again. Because it's a quote. From someone named Hilly. Oh! <laughs> uh, Hilly's Michael Scott's Dunder Mifflin Scranton Meredith Palmer Memorial Celebrity Rabies Awareness Pro-Am Race for the Cure Random Office Quote. Perfect. Let's cut to that quote right now. Nope, it's not Ashton Kutcher. It's Kevin Malone. Equally handsome, equally smart. Wow. Hilly has done it again. Good job, Hilly. Ryan, if you were to give us a random office quote, what would that office quote be? Okay, so see, I don't watch The Office. So the only quote I know is from a gif, and it's Dwight, you ignorant slut. That's the only thing I know. That's a good one. From The Office. Do you know the... Origin I'm, of that? Nope. Nope. That's Saturday Night Live I'm, from the seventies. It all I'm, circles around. Is it from Saturday Night Live? Yeah. Um. Dan Aykroyd and Jane Curtin were the Weekend Update anchors. Uh-huh. And Jane Curtin and uh, Dan Aykroyd did, would kind of do a uh, point counterpoint, 
And okay. Jane would talk, and then Dan Aykroyd would say, Jane, you ignorant slut. So, <laughs> and that makes sense, because okay. um, Steve Carell's of that age where he would know, and he's good at plagiarizing things. Oop. But speaking, Allegedly. Allegedly, <laughs> yes. But speaking of plagiarizing... I didn't really plagiarize, but I took these from the most reliable movie trivia source we know, IMDb, and it's time for... Fun Facts. Okay. That was a fancy jingle. We try dot. Oh, I can... Fun facts. Uh, no. Fun facts. No. <laughs> Nailed it. No. No, 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 no. That's why we didn't have you do our music, and we outsourced to a great musician. Don't give me that look. They can't see looks. Anyway, she's like, yes, Dad, you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I... Collected some fun facts from IMDb. And let's start with the number of people that are attributed to potentially taking this role before they gave it to Charles Bronson. Because first of all, Sidney Lumet was supposed to do the film and it was going to be black and white. And that's when they had like fancy people. They're going to have like Jack Lemon as Paul Kersey. And it was going to be a little more artistic but then he left the project, so according to this, Steve McQueen, Clint Eastwood, Burt Lancaster, George C. Scott, Frank Sinatra, Lee Marvin, and Elvis Presley. Wait, when did he die? Elvis Presley? Yeah. Like Elvis 70, would have been in- 76, 77. He was still oh, alive. okay. But... That is like the most hodgepodge list of potential um, casting ever. I don't. Do you even know half of those people? Do you know any I of know those people? Clint Eastwood, okay. uh, Frank Sinatra. How do you How do you know him? Wait, no, I know him. <laughs> you know Frank Sinatra. Everybody knows Frank Sinatra. Do you know him from singing? Probably. She's looking it up. I'll stall while you... Know, you... you know, fun fact on, on a tangent for Frank yes. Sinatra. Yes. He was also offered the role of uh, fucking yeah, Die Hard, Yippee-ki-yay, mother... Yeah, he was offered that role. Are you, What? Yeah, because it was... When they originally optioned the book for the screenplay... Yes. It was... Years and years before it actually was made. So they had, in the contract, they had stipulated that he would be the first person offered the role. So he was offered, but he turned it down. He was too old. That's wild. Yes? I have to know him from his uh, singing. None of his movies looked familiar. Yeah. I would say you're not missing much. Ryan might just. And then Elvis Presley. Elvis Presley. 
I don't think I've ever seen him act in anything, to be honest. Frank Sinatra. Yeah, as a singer, he's 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 good, but I don't know if I've seen him in a movie or anything. He was in the original Ocean's Eleven movies, and he did a couple of like crime thrillers from the '60s and '70s. Okay. I mean, you know, obviously they, that's why they don't say singer actor Frank Sinatra, yeah, but yeah, but he did his stuff. So um, next. Man, this is kind of a lame fun fact, as we do, but this is the only nude scene of Jeff Goldblum, is what they said, (laughs) because then they said the fly, he was nude, but it was like torso up, so I don't even know why they'd consider it. I have not seen the fly. What do you have to say? They definitely show his butt in that movie, for sure. Unless it's a body double, which is possible, because they do that sometimes. Right. And again, this... IMDb could just be full of shit because who can trust people? But um, amazingly, Charles Bronson was 53 when he was in this movie. He dead. Incredible. He is dead. Mm-hmm. But I um, predicted it. You predicted that he was dead. <laughs> mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. He passed away in '94, correct? I think so. It's se- but it Somewhere also in that area. But it also seems like. He was around until a few years ago, too. His presence. Maybe it's like um, Gene Wilder and his death just keeps happening. It could be. Well, now there's this. There's a Charles Bronson lookalike that's in movies now. Like what? Uh, he's in a movie called Kiss of Death. And then there's like uh, some horror movie he's in. And it's a Spanish guy who doesn't—he doesn't speak any English. He all of his audio is dubbed in these English-speaking movies, but he looks exactly like Charles Bronson, like to a T. Like he's definitely had surgery to make himself look like Charles Bronson. Wow! You know, if I were to have surgery to look like somebody, I can't say Charles Bronson would be top of the list. But hey, I guess he's getting work off of it. Virginia just pulled it up here. Let me look. But anyway, the other that looks like Nick Cage is in there. Virginia's favorite. We might have to check that out later. Um, of course, we have to focus on Bernie Getz, who shot and wounded four teens in 1984. Um, very similar to the Death Wish movie. And I remember this as far as sparking the same kind of discussions, you know. He's a vigilante. Is it good because they were criminals? Is it bad because he's taking the law into his own hands? Huge amount of a discussion on this. I couldn't see where he was specifically inspired by this movie, but eerily similar at the very least. You, you know how the media does. Yes. Any, any kind, anytime they can tie something to something else, they will. Because, I mean... Fucking Idle Hands is a perfect example. That movie got blamed for Columbine, and it hadn't even come out yet. Wow, really? They pulled they pulled the movie from theaters like three days before it was supposed to, or they pulled all the advertisements like three days before it was supposed to come out in theaters. So obviously nobody saw it, which meant the theater run was like a week. Right. So it's one of those movies where it really got robbed because of... Uh, I think John McCain, John McCain, mm-hmm. is that the guy? Yeah. Uh, he was the one who was like spearheading this anti idle hands uh, propaganda thing. And like, 
it was a whole thing. But they, luckily, home video, Idle Hands was a big hit on home video. So, you know, we have that cult classic in our pockets. It should have been a big deal when it first came out. But, you know, what do you do? To be fair, though, media has inspired every single bit of evil. Be it yeah. Satanism, be it murders. These people don't just do things on their own, right? No, I think they do things on their own. Oh. I think Im- art imitates life, not life imitates art. I know. Sometimes art does imitate life. I mean, sometimes life does imitate art, but it's also art imitating life, life imitating art at the same time. It's like all of it at the while at once, you know? This is pretty deep stuff. That's yeah, I mean, it can get deep. Hurt. <laughs> it can get really deep. It can get crazy deep. Virginia can't handle this. Mm-mm. And let me tell you, if you don't think I can handle this, I can't handle a lot. It takes a lot to throw Virginia off. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. It takes a little to throw Virginia (laughs) off. I kind of wish I would have made you guys watch Eraserhead now. You know what? I'm a big David Lynch fan, but apparently not big enough because I haven't seen it yet. Oh, man. I was watching back in cable way back in the day, and I got to the part where there was the little baby, and it's like, okay, I'm lost. Yeah. But it's definitely on my list. I would. I don't know if I'd make Virginia watch it. We might have to do a little lighter. Mm. David Lynch. Please. The, yeah. The, Blue, Blue Velvet might be more her speed. I was going to even go with the straight story. That might be too much for her. Oh, I don't know. No, that's the... One with the older man who uh, hops on his lawnmower because his brother's sick. And he just drives his lawnmower miles to go see him. I haven't seen that one. Really? That sounds awesome, though. It is awesome, but it's... I don't know if it's G or PG. Okay. So that's my rec to you. Finally, novel writer Brian Garfield, he was not happy about anything. He didn't like the depiction. He didn't like how they handled the novel. He did not want Charles Bronson to be in this movie. But the director, I forget his name, but he was gung-ho. Like, no, we're going to do this and this and this. So they were butting heads from the start. And I don't know who won out. I mean, obviously the director won out, but who knows what the movie would be with the novelist vision. But I think it sounds like it would be kind of boring. But speaking probably. of, probably, but you know how you know how our uh, novelists are. Oh, the worst! What novel have you read, Virginia? All of them. All of them. What's your favorite novel of all of them? The dictionary. You've read the dictionary, <laughs> motherfucker! Do I look like I read? That's true. Sometimes you got me, you got me there. Sometimes I read a novel you're... once. <laughs> I used to read Stephen King back in the day. For some Ooh. reason, I do better with nonfiction books. I just don't have time to read. Reading is hard. <laughs> I barely have time to watch these movies. Yeah. No, The Shining was good. As the Shining, soon as you said Stephen King. The Shining is a very good. good book. The movie? Mm, I know, that's sacrilege. Everybody hey, loves I'm not their Shining. Judge you. I know. I love it, but like I can, you know, it's it's not uh, it's overrated. It's a little overrated. I think so. I think I'll so. It, I'll give it that much. Don't come at us. 
Virginians or whatever we call our fan base. What? You should be happy. That's all you. Oh, right. Don't be rude to them. All right. Well, Virginians, it's time for our next segment, which is... Movie snacks. No, 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 no. We're going to let the professional do it. (laughs) Now. Oh, uh, hello, sir. What can I get for you? Yeah, I'll have the, uh, can I get the roast beef, some chicken, uh, I'll take the pizza combo, the sweet potato. Has this ever happened to you? Fret not. Here at Movie Snacks, Troy and Virginia are here to give you their hand-picked selections curated to provide you the best viewing and snacking experience. Never struggle with the decision again. We're here to help at Movie Snacks. Small diet coke. Movie snacks, movie snacks, movie snacks. All right, stop singing. <laughs> you people heard the right, correct, wonderful jingle, and then you, your little coda at the end sucks. <laughs> Helped it. Helped it? Mm-hmm. You need to, Since you read the dictionary so much, you need to look up the word help, because then you would see. I need all of it. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> But I was saying before the show, I could not think of any movie snacks. And obviously, there's one, which is... Uh, Liver and spaghetti, of course. Of course. When How we, dare you? <laughs> How dare you bring that disgusting combo to the table? What other food is there? Anything but that. Anything but that. I, I'm not saying it doesn't sound nasty. I'm just saying I don't see anybody eat anything. What are some, some, Here we what? go. If if we were going to go food just inspired by the aesthetic and feel of this movie, I would say like a, like a New York hot dog with some onions and some chili. Or they don't do chili in New York, do they? I don't think so. It's, it's onions and uh, it's coleslaw, right? Onions Ew. and coleslaw. I think in New York, I don't know. In the movies, it's always just mustard, maybe some relish, maybe some steamed onions. I think coleslaw I is more of like a... Is that more of a southern thing? I think that's more of a southern thing. That's how we do it down here. That sounds great. Would you eat a hot dog with coleslaw? No. She, I don't like a- coleslaw, so... I don't, I don't do it either. either. I love coleslaw. I would uh, just eat, put coleslaw in the bun. Maybe no they do sauerkraut up there. Yeah, I could see them doing sauerkraut, but yeah. I was thinking the same thing. You read my mind because I was like, "What are some? What's some good New York street food?" Because pretzel. I like yeah, maybe, uh, possibly a pretzel. New York style pizza. Hey, New York style pizza. You like that? Isn't it the thin shit? It's kind of a weird yeah. in-between amalgam, because it's a little doughy, and it's big. Uh, as long as it's not deep dish, I'm here for it. It's definitely not deep dish. After this, we're going to go to New York. No. Oh. I thought you were about to say Chicago. <laughs> no. We're going to go to New York. We're going to fill up some socks with quarters. We're going to sit on the subway for a while. Okay. And then after you... Shoot some ne'er do wells. We'll go get a slice of pizza. Oh my god, she's got the guns ablazing here. I don't think you guys are gonna have as much trouble in New York now. It's like owned by Disney. So well, that's it. Yeah, legit. <laughs> I don't know if I'd want to, but it's. Kind of, I'd love to visit like seventies 
Times Square and just see the CD squalor as long as there was like three people surrounding me. I would definitely love to have been able to at least see the late 70s, early 80s in New York. Uh, You know, just because, I mean... I'm a little bit of a of a, a connoisseur of sleaze, <laughs> as you may have noticed from following me on various social media sites. Yes. Uh, so yeah, like the whole atmosphere, Forty Second Street is just kind of a vibe. I feel like I would dig. So yeah, definitely would like to check out some peep shows. Virginia, are you down? Mm-hmm. Do you know what peep shows are? Mm-mm. Okay, you wouldn't be down if you oh. knew. <laughs> I mean, she might. Who knows? That's no, true. Probably not. No, probably not. <laughs> She's a goody two shoes. <gasps> Take it back. Okay, you're a baddie one shoe. Thanks. <laughs> but speaking of down, let's talk about up and down because we are going to go to best and worst. You didn't let me sing it. Anyway, best and worst. Next. If you're stuck with a frown, because life has got you down, feels like you're never gonna come in first. I'll just take a look around, take stock in what you found, and take a little comfort in the best and the worst. See, that's why I didn't let you sing it. You're not good. (laughs) You could be good. We used to do our own jingles, but now we have these great jingles. Dot, write her. They're great, but we should have done a collab. You should have teamed up with Dot Mm -hmm. to do a collab. Mm -hmm. What part of the collab would you be providing? (laughs) You'd be doing fake percussion. And Don't that would tell do. them. Let oh. them believe it's do real. The, the, the mouth eye hats. <laughs> Go ahead, do it again. <laughs> oh my god, who brought this symbol in here? Is that better? I almost Thank can't you. tell the difference in a real one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It almost sounds like an 808. <laughs> <laughs> See, he knows music. Mm-hmm. I'm like, that sounds like an instrument. Yeah, I'm the same way. Uh, so we're going to do best, oh, and, best worst. and worst. Do you want to start with best or worst, Ryan? Uh, let's start with best. Okay. Virginia, what was your best thing about the movie? Um, I really didn't have a best. <gasps> oh, um, my God. I enjoyed the movie as a whole because I've never seen a movie. I don't think I've ever seen a movie like this before. So I just enjoyed it as a whole. You didn't like like the interior of the convent since you're like a nice pure angel. Oh, that you, was nice. You didn't like the liver? <sighs> <laughs> okay. So you didn't have a specific best. That sounds like a cop out. You had to like something. I, the Halloween party. You the, didn't like the Halloween party. No. The quarter sock. I enjoyed that. Like, what? Why do you like that? I don't know. <laughs> Just whoop, whoop, bow. Oh. You know? Ryan, have 911 ready. Okay. Okay. 
my best is I loved seeing the use of periodicals. It was kind of nice to see that pure pre-social media, how information is disseminated, kind of like how I remember, you know, you go to the library and you read all these things, and I thought that was really cool. I mean, they're still around, but it's still around for old people, you know. So, just the instant... Could you imagine if things like this happen? I mean, immediately, the info would be out there. Oh, yeah, he would have killed two people, and that's it. Yes, and then he would have been captured on a phone camera. Virginia would do a TikTok with him. (gasps) (laughs) I don't do TikTok. He'd be a viral sensation. A viral sensation. Um, Oh, God. All the Trumpsters would be, like, praising him as a hero. Can you imagine? It's it's so crazy that I I read an article about how the death, this Death Wish and the remake both are kind of like a a fascist wet dream. I was was reading it. I was like, God, that's so not what I took away from the movie, but it definitely could be what someone takes away from it. Right. And I was just like, kind of tainted it a little for me, but I still love it. So killing ruffians is cool. As long as it's the quote unquote, right people. Yeah. That are getting shot. That's you mean majority (laughs) black. (gasps) Virginia, how I'm, dare you bring race into this? I don't see color. I see. <laughs> uh oh. White, black, yellow, <laughs> even purple. <laughs> oh god. So hip and trendy. But yes, definitely, I definitely can see that. Yes, for sure. So, what is so your guess- best? Yeah, my best. Okay, so since we've already gushed over how great the end was, that end yes. scene, I'm going to pick another part because I love the old lady with her hat pin. <laughs> that is like the best thing ever. She's and, so fucking funny. And her in the news, and don't they like mm-hmm. show it? Yeah, they show the, the flashback to her fighting off the people with a hat pin. Virginia? That's just amazing. That part actually was funny. Now that he brings it up, them saying, oh, he just fell. Or whatever they said. Yeah. That one was funny. What would you do if you were surrounded by muggers, ruffians, ne'er do wells? Bring out these guns. Oh, God. <laughs> Is this before or after you collapse crying? I don't cry. You guys couldn't see it, but she did like flexi arms, kind of. She did. <laughs> she was showing her gun show. Mm-hmm. Um, what was the question? I. <laughs> I'm so glad that you listen. Um, I, why don't we go into your worst? Well, <clears throat> of course, the rape uh, scene did not dig that. Um, that he never finds the killers. Like, where's the justice? And then five times he got mugged. I'm fucking over it. <laughs> I'm over it. And it all happened within, like, a set of, like, 20 fucking minutes. I thought you meant, like, the whole movie. Like, he killed five sets of muggers in 20 minutes. But, yes. Well, I'm exaggerating No, I get bit, it. But it felt that way. I get it. Mm-hmm. My worst is obviously the rape. Ugh. I get what they're going for. It was very emotional. And then you definitely side with Paul Moore. But, ugh. So graphic. Welcome to the 70s. I mean, 
Is there movies today that have rape? And obviously they wouldn't be oh, near yeah. as... It's It varies. It yeah. varies as how graphic they are. You know I more watched, modern day movies, so... I, I watched one on Shudder not too long ago mm-hmm. called Violation. It's a fucking great film. Very yeah. beautiful wonderful rape revenge movie but it is that rape scene is fucking gut-wrenching and they don't show anything that's the thing it is very tastefully done Mm -hmm. but the just the pure almost realism of it is just too much is very Mm -hmm. very unsettling but i do suggest watching that movie okay it is super good i'll add that to my list what is it called violation violation yeah but very disturbing. I forgot because, like I said, I don't know if I said this earlier, but I'm thinking Death Wish 2, which takes the oh, rape yeah. from Death Wish and <laughs> ramps it up. But so God, poor Carol. Again, we got to just say poor yes. Carol on that. Yes, I told Virginia about that, but uh, oof. That's, but Larry, like, that's, that's old Larry Fishburne there. That's right. Not, that's right. Yeah. Cowboy Curtis. Yep. But, uh, yeah, I was telling Virginia that, um, oh, the second one's the one that has the more graphic scene, and then it's like, oops, <laughs> I forgot. Mm-hmm. But um, that's my worst. Um, what is yours, Ryan? Well, yeah, obviously the rape scene. Um, we should probably just discount that, because obviously that's the default Yeah, worst. that's like that's like the default worst thing about it. Um uh, I don't know. I don't know. I guess some of the, I guess the pacing is a little bit slow, but I'm into that. So like, yeah, it doesn't really affect it that much, but that's the only other like negative thing I could say about this movie. That's fair. Look at, you're so artistic. We're just like, we're just like, yeah, I don't like this cause it's, um, yeah, I just don't. <laughs> but we're talking to a movie maker, though. Oh, oh, so those are the things that. you would notice. So Yeah, I mean, I did make the classic Martell's Movie Madness, the movie. I loved Part- it. I'm totally It's, it's streaming now. It's streaming now on watch.troma.com oh. and the Troma Now app on uh, Apple TV, Fire Stick. Uh, it's not on Chromecast, but I think it's on everything else. Roku, all that good stuff. So go sign up. 30 days free for new members, Four ninety nine after that. Watch our movie about a thousand times. <laughs> All right, early plug, folks. You're going to hear more. You're going to hear that again. I totally sign off on that. It's a great movie. I praised it. I was on the. I was at the after party. We got, we got called uh, South Carolina's version of Clerks oh. with a horror twist. Yeah, we were compared to Kevin Smith, and that- I was just like... That's pretty amazing. Yeah, you were playing Seventh Heaven. You're like, I'll take it. Yeah. What was my well, favorite part of your movie? What was your favorite part of my movie? Wizzo. Wizo? No. Wizo. I knew I was saying yeah. it wrong. Fuck. That's my favorite part. Let me fuck it up. No, my buddy, <laughs> Wizo the Wizard, he he gave me a shout out in a video once. Yep, he did. But he's awesome. The whole thing's he's the awesome, best. but he's, he's a little bit of a he's a little bit of a diva on set, but like it's worth it. He's he's a star. If you can talk to him, we'd love to yeah. do a an episode you know, with him. You know who's really chill though that you wouldn't expect to be chill? Who? The Devil Puppet. Super really? Chill dude. Yeah, he's he's a so nice and down to earth and like 
just all around a good dude. I would not have guessed that. He was just kind of off to himself. No, no, he was actually really personable and friendly. And like on the last day of shooting, he actually bought us all steak dinner. Wow. Like, yeah, like ribeyes and fucking like roasted potatoes and shit. It was really Holy good. cow. Who would know? Yeah. Who knew? You always hear about the bad side of the devil. Yeah, nobody wants to talk about the good stuff about the devil. And I mean, like it it really outweighs the bad. Like a lot of a lot of people got the devil twisted and, and they think that people who do things in the name of the devil are representative of the devil. And it's like, that's not true. That's not how he is. You know what I mean? That's just people being weird, being wild. It's nice to hear something good about him. He's just trying. Yeah, he torments yeah. thousands, millions of souls throughout all eternity, but he's there for a friend. They're bad people, you know? That's true. People forget, people forget about that. Bad, only bad people go to hell. That's true. And you are the goodest of the good. Yeah. Almost kind of makes me bummed out because I'm not going to be with him for the rest of eternity when I die. You know what? It's not too late. Just go kill someone yeah, or something. I could, I could, I could very well turn into the best center on the block. You could uh, definitely go to New York and start drive riding up and down those subways. Mm-hmm. Go to one of the better parts of town, and then boom, and you'd be hanging there again. <laughs> a child. Not boom a child. No, no vine. Um. Well, that leads us to our last segment. Final rating. Stop. Let's hear the official song of Final Ratings from Dot. Now. Final ratings. Okay. So, Put Virginia. Put me down, man. Listen, I paid good money for that stuff. Okay, what are we rating this out of? I was thinking muggings. Okay, on a scale of 1 to 10 muggings, 10 being the best mugging? Oh, God. Fuck. 10, 1 I through 10 muggers? Guns. Guns, guns yeah. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> the artiste disapproves. Okay, let's do guns. All right, we're going to do guns. <laughs> One to ten guns. Now, normally, we're going to say guns are good in this instance, even though people warp the Second Amendment all the time. It's like it's like Ames said, a gun's just a tool. A gun is just a tool. You know who else a tool is? Me. You. Oh, bitch. Okay, Virginia, you go ahead and go first. Um... My rating is a seven. Would you like to let us know why? Oh, um, well, um, (laughs) well, as I said earlier, like, I didn't necessarily have a favorite, and it was just so slow. Like, I'm glad it was only an hour and a half, because I probably would have fallen asleep. Okay, shut up, shut up. I'm going to do your final rating. So it was plotting, but I was never bored outside of that. They could have tightened it up more. But overall, I appreciate the topic and the acting and... Wow. Is is that what you're trying to say? Wow. 
taking my spotlight. Okay, what else do you have to just, add? Just like Nothing. a white cisgender male <laughs> talking over a woman. Fucking <sighs> for real. All right, go. Nope, you said it. See, I was right. Bitch. I can interrupt my daughter. Nope. That's okay. <laughs> nope. Who says I'm your daughter? <sighs> Unfortunately, the doctor. It. Well, he's dead now, so. What? Oh. Oh, that's right. He is. Holy shit. Mm. Oh, thanks for thanks for bringing it down after this happy Death Wish movie. (laughs) Super bum note to end it on. Okay, you gave it a seven. I was entertained. I thought it was a little slow. I thought it was disturbing. I liked the concept. It scared me how similar this was from 1974 to today and how many of the same arguments can be made but ultimately it didn't draw me in as much as I thought and I gave it a 6.5 so those are our opinions again they're opinions we'd like to hear what you have to say Ryan you picked this movie for us so I'm gonna give it 9 out of 10 guns Uh, I wasn't as into it as I was as a teenager of course though like you you grow and your taste kind of changed a little bit. But overall, it's still one of my top favorite movies of all time, probably. Definitely in the top 20. I get it. That's totally yeah. cool. And again, those are our opinions. We totally respect you. And because I know sometimes you review a movie and people are like, well, I liked it. And it's like, that's great. You can like it, not like it. I'm glad it's one of your 20 favorites and that we hopefully did it justice today. For sure. I think so. Good. Good. We, we want you to be happy. So this is your day. This is your episode. As we were getting ready to record, I was just thinking about all the movies I could have chose. That yeah. That have been, like, much more fun to talk about, probably. <laughs> That's okay. Like, we this, did- one's, this one's a little bit of a bummer. And, like, not in a good way. It's, like, it's kind of somber, you know? But, like, I, I was, like, thinking about it, I was, like, you know, I was thinking about Scream, but I was like, you, you told me to pick one that you that I thought you guys hadn't seen, yes. right? And that was the thing was, yeah, so I was like, they, they've seen Scream. Everybody's seen Scream. Uh, and then I was like, 10 to Midnight would have been a good one to pick. So that's another Charles Bronson movie, 10 to Midnight. It's from the 80s. It's a little more action-packed, a little more high-paced. High uh, maybe even next time I come on, we can do that one. Yes. I remember flipping channels. I don't mo- remember much about it except isn't there a naked man running down the yes, road? Yes. He's a serial killer who has to be naked when he kills. Ooh. No, oh, Virginia. And Why? I'm It is it is very ideas. erotic. It is very erotic. So I, we don't watch erotic here. <laughs> Virginia's too young. Yeah. Again, <laughs> I'm only twelve. We only watch violence. <laughs> but this has the best kind of violence, erotic violence. <laughs> <laughs> All right. He's he's nude while committing violence. Well, we hoped I hope we hope this went well. We hope to have you back. Um, of course, yeah, anytime. Excellent. Thank you for being patient with all our bad recording setups. But we mm-hmm. did it. <laughs> Until I listen and everything's garbage, but it's not. Yeah, you're going to listen and I'm going to be all pixelated and <laughs> It's just going to be bad. You'll just hear Virginia. So 
Listen, honestly, is that a bad thing? <laughs> That's what everyone comes here for anyways. You're right. You're right. You should have talked more next time. Okay, everyone be quiet. I'm going to talk about something. Are we starting from the beginning? <laughs> yeah. You're going to give your side of the movie now? Yeah. No, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it too. I have no regrets. It just didn't draw me in. So, um, that's it. That's our movie. Thank you for being our first guest. Thanks. Of course. Of course. We have to do our little... What's the opposite of a preamble? Postamble? A post... They got to do our postamble. As always, we <laughs> ask... definitely not a word. You know what? It works. Yeah. We don't have time to think of antonyms. Do you uh, know what antonyms yes. means? Okay. That's basically my whole role is asking Virginia if she knows words. Yes, I know words. Okay. I bet I can come up with some you don't Probably. know. Probably. But here's words you do know. Rate, review, what platforms are we on? We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. At? TV and a movie. And we release our movies where? Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. So rate, review, share. If you don't give us five stars. I will cry uncontrollably. And I will go to New York City. And I will jump in front of a subway train. Promise. So five stars. Also, um, you can email us at... TNV at TVAnimovie.com. That is capital T and capital V at TVAnimovie.com. You can give us your own fun facts, probably better than our fun facts. You can probably give us a list of another eight people they considered to play Paul Kersey. Let us know corrections. Um, you can tell us movies we should do. You can tell us how awesome Ryan was as a guest. Rate them five out of five or else. You can, this. Tell, you can just tell me how awesome I was as a guest, too, at Trailer Trash God on Instagram. <laughs> oh, we're going to get the plugs in a second. I appreciate it. I know. I'm you just could, hitting it up. I love it. Double no, plug. no, no. This is your day. We want to hear all from you. But I was going to say, you can also email us music spotlight suggestions. And before we get to that, yes, plug away. I'm going to make sure everything's okay, covered. Okay, so at, it's at Martell's Movie Madness on Instagram and Facebook. At Movie Madness 69 on Twitter for the Martell's Movie Madness brand. Uh, my personal Facebook is at Trailer Trash God. That's trailer as in, like, I live in a trailer. Trash as in, I'm a piece of trash. God <laughs> as in, I'm also a god. Uh, and that's on Instagram. And then Mart at Martell the God on Twitter. Uh, don't add me on Facebook because I'm always banned. <laughs> and we can find but, your music on yeah you can find the music it's martel the god it's on all of it's on spotify some of it's on apple There's one ep and then most of it is on everything else you can get it all on instagram i think you can put it on your story and share it with everybody you are truly a renaissance man you can you do it all yeah i'm a i'm a jack of all trades yes and you're a or, master or, of many of them, too. <laughs> or a jack-off of all trades, depending on who you ask. Do you know what jack-off means? <laughs> He's got to check. I don't know what you know or not can, know. 
Can you dial a rotary phone? Yes. <laughs> I know what that is. But um, we are here for our music spotlight. We are going to have one of Martell the God's own songs. And we're going to be playing the track Candyman. Um, Ryan gets his... Uh, some of his ideas from classic horror films and others. This one's obviously based on the movie Candyman. Um, he's, he employs an old school Memphis rap in the vein of three, six mafia. Is that fair? Yeah, that, that's one of my major influences, especially on this song. Uh, but I also, you know, I try to make it as Carolina as possible as well, because, you know, we gotta, we have our own kind of, scene out here and, and it's a lot of people a lot of people are trying to do other people's shit around here and there's nothing wrong with that and i do it a little bit too but i also try to make it my own so mm-hmm. uh that's that's the that's the key to everything is just make it your own no matter if you're gonna rip somebody off or whatever you know everything's been done you know there's nothing new under the sun but i just try to keep it a little fresh yeah you know i might start fucking growling like it's a death metal song or you know screaming or whatever but uh you know it's it's good shit i think so anyways all right anything else to add virginia nope wow thanks for participating once again did you like the song have you heard the song virginia yeah did you like it yeah he let me pick it yeah she always gets to pick her music Tell all your friends, Virginia. Tell all your friends. Oh. I've got CDs for sale. (laughs) Is there a store for that or just hit you up on? Uh, It's it's, uh, martellthegod.bandcamp.com is where you can buy all that uh, good stuff. And it's stickers, merchant uh, CDs, cassette tapes. There's no t-shirts anymore, but hopefully soon I'll have a t-shirt store back up. I have a t-shirt. Yeah. Did you get one? You got one of the cop car ones, right? I, I I got one from the movie actually. Oh, the movie shirt. Okay, and yeah, then, we do uh, have we do have some movie shirts left. I think we have like five or so. I don't know, but if you want a movie shirt, you can just hit us up on social media because we don't have it like listed for on like a site anywhere. I sent you money for a hodgepodge of things. Yeah, you've you've been a a, a great supporter of me and in, in my many ventures. So I yes. appreciate that for sure, and I. Definitely appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, our uh, pleasure. The, the show. So yeah, absolutely. We're glad you could join us. Yeah, so it was awesome. We're gonna sign off. Anything else? You're sure you're done, Virginia? I'm done. Quit, quit looking at your goddamn Pokemon. And to quit <laughs> threatening me with violence. I haven't. You just raised your fist at me. Who saw it? Ryan. I didn't saw even it. see it because she was oh. off camera. Fuck. I gotta work on a different setup. <laughs> But anyway, I'm Troy. I'm Virginia. And uh, I'm Ryan. Let's watch some fucking movies. Yeah, you've been listening to (laughs) TV and and a movie. movie. Bang, bang. Bye. You've been listening to TV and a movie. Starring Virginia. And Troy. Editing by Andrew Dudich. Fashion by me. There's no fashion. This is a podcast. Logo by Sam O, a.k.a. HRH Bunny. You can find her on Twitter at HRH Bunny or on Instagram at HRH underscore Bunny. 
Makeup done by me. There, again, this is a podcast. There's no makeup. Our theme song is TV Head by the Fantastic Plastics. You can find out everything about them by visiting thefantasticplastics.com. Special thanks to Ultimate Podcast Superfan Extraordinaire Esquire the Third Kelly Pelesny. And Hilliam M. Butlicker. Copyright TV in a movie. Directed by me. Oh, I'm done. since you held a pistol in your hand? A long time. Hmm. Which war was yours? Korea? Yeah. See much action? A little. Were you infantry? I was a CO in a medical unit. Oh, commanding officer, huh? Conscientious objector. Oh, Christ! What a guest to bring to a gun show. Hmm, you're probably one of them knee-jerk liberals thinks us gun boys shoot our guns because it's an extension of our penises. Well, maybe it is. But this is gun country. Can't even own a handgun in New York City. Out here, I hardly know a man that doesn't own one. 
And I'll tell you something. Unlike your city, we can walk our streets and through our parks at night and feel safe. Muggers operating out here, they just plain get their asses blown off. Hair, slip these on. Alrighty. This is a percussion pistol. 1842. You ever handled one of those before? You know how to fire it? Watch the kick. Boy, you're going to think that your arm's going to hit the ceiling. God damn!